When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. My name is Kyle Loomis. I am part one of the normal dynamic duo that is Inside the Jungle. Clint Richardson, my partner in crime, was unable to join me for this conversation, which is actually part two, which you're listening to now, of a conversation I began in our previous episode of Inside the Jungle with two special guests. Now, one of those special guests you will be very familiar with, his name is Drew Hooper. Uh, He is one of our co-hosts on Stoppage Time, the Auburn Soccer Podcast. He's a huge fan of the game of basketball and knows a lot about Uh, this game. So he was a great person to have on here. The second person who joined this conversation was a good friend of mine, Jason Selman. He is an avid basketball fan. He's actually a basketball coach as well. So he was one of the guys that I thought of bringing on from time to time to discuss things like this because he has such a great um, outlook on this sport. Now, I will go ahead and forewarn you for those of you that have not listened to part one of this conversation, which was the last episode where we began breaking down the 2019 to 20. Uh, athletic full schedule year for Auburn men's basketball. Um, He is an Alabama fan. Yes, I said it. You're not mishearing this. There's an Alabama fan that has infiltrated our network by my own doing, admittedly. But he is actually converting slowly but surely, some willingly, but a little unbeknownst to him that he might be going through a full conversion to an Auburn fan uh, because he has admitted that he has denounced the Alabama men's basketball team and their program. He is on full-blooded Auburn Tigers men's basketball fan now. He would much rather root for them and get excited about what Coach Pearl and them are doing on this uh, program right now than the one across the state because, let's be honest, they can hardly find a coach to stay there for a little while, much less get students in the sand. I digress. I'm just going to go down the rabbit hole. So I hope that you'll sit back and enjoy this conversation that I have with Drew and our special guest, Jason Selman, as we break down the SEC portion of that full schedule that released a couple of weeks ago. So sit back and relax as we take a deeper dive into SEC play for Auburn men's basketball. We went from like a high here at the beginning of the show to a low when I, re- when I outed Jason to now we're kind of working our way back up. You see, I wouldn't lead you astray, Drew. Have I no, ever the show still wrong? sucks. The show still sucks. <laughs> like, I'm so mad. Well, I'm just professional. Well, Bill, I'm trying to win you over, man. Come on. I'm ju- I'm just professional. I do my job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the schedule. And I've kind of broken this down into groups of about three games. And uh, we'll probably kind of give our perspectives of uh, anything that we see there. So the first three of conference play uh, will be January 4th, 8th, and 11th. The games respectively will be at Mississippi State, home versus Vanderbilt, and hosting Georgia. Uh, you know, Mississippi State is one of those teams that I think year in and year out kind of they don't really, in my opinion, waver too much from being 
a decent program. Uh, but again, this may be another year where a lot of SEC teams are down. Uh, Jason, uh, how about this? Give me your win total win, or your win and loss out of this three-game slate here for Mississippi State, Georgia, uh, Vanderbilt, and Georgia. I really believe in that three-game stretch right there that Auburn's going to come out looking really good. I If Vandy, if it was at Vandy, I might would say possibility there, but with it being in Auburn Arena, it's almost impossible to beat them there. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to beat Auburn in that arena. They play so well in that arena because the fans come and they bring the energy and the players, feed, they feed off the energy and they're just tough to beat there. I do not see uh, any of those games. I see that stretch of three games right there is Auburn, uh, you know, totally sweeping the, that that three games stretch right there i don't i don't see auburn uh in danger at all in any of those games do not get me started on the atrocity to college basketball that is that vanderbilt arena i would i would i would burn that i shouldn't say that that's that's going to get me in trouble i would rather see that place disappear uh than than bryant denny stadium man they have one of the most beautiful uh, gems in the world man i I, you are i'm gonna kick you off right now there's a lot of you know what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's cardinal rule on inside the jungle is you hate is it memorial coliseum is that what it's called there's so many things called memorial no one, no one cares what it's called exactly it's the most <laughs> stupid thing in the entire world i'm done okay drew your wins and losses perspectives of this three game stretch uh i think i think it's three and oh as well georgia is yeah. going to be difficult and because I, I find georgia and mississippi state always weird games uh, Mississippi State got rid of the Weatherspoon brothers. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. At yes, least got they rid of gone. one of the Weatherspoon. Yeah, and so I think that's an easier game. Uh, if they were still there, that'd be a really difficult game. Vanderbilt has a big Croatian that I know about, yep. but really nothing to write home. And someone's probably going to get injured uh, two games into preseason for them. So I'm going to count <laughs> that a win. And Georgia's got Anthony Edwards, so uh, let's pray to the Lord Almighty that Georgia finally gets found out that they're just handing bags of cash to people, and he gets he gets arrested or something. Not arrested, sorry. That was a little harsh, Georgia fans. Or he just gets found out before game starts, because I think he's a really good player. I don't think they got good players around him, so I think that's probably a win anyways. Yeah. But uh, Georgia's shady. Like, shady is all get out. I'll, I'll just say that. Every sport. It, I'm telling you, man, there's... Uh, to look at Anthony Edwards and say you chose to go to Georgia over, I mean, I mean, obviously I'm a little biased here, but Auburn, but Kentucky, Florida, I mean, Syracuse, heck, all of it. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm just talking I, about I don't SEC. Know if he, I don't know if he even stepped on campus before he came into Georgia. I'm almost for certain he didn't. <laughs> you cannot go to Athens and go. I want to play base, basketball here. It's not a basketball school. <laughs> Well, neither honestly, neither would we until Bruce Pearl got here. So Charles Barkley was dunking on people in the '80s. What are you talking about? At least we at least have someone. I can't name you a player that played for Georgia. I, uh, I can uh, Yante Mayton. That's the only one because I'm Ooh. glad he's gone. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the next set of games here. Uh, in this uh, uh, slate right here, we're going to negate the Iowa State Big Twelve SEC Challenge game because we've already brought that up. But the next three SEC games. January 15th, 18th, and 22nd, that is at Alabama, at Florida, and South Carolina. So I I think we've all already agreed that 
Alabama games this year probably are going to be handed pretty easily to Auburn. We, you never know. I mean, this is at Alabama. That tough one, though, for, you know, Florida is always a tough place to go and win. They're, you know, usually a pretty good, uh, a talented school every year for basketball. I'm not sure what their makeup is this year. And then um, South Carolina, whew, there's some bad memories of South Carolina. Thankfully, it's at home uh, and not having to go over there and face Frank Martin again. But, uh, Drew, I'll turn it over to you this first time. Perspectives and win totals from this game. Yeah, I I, I think Alabama's a win. Sorry, Jason, I know that you love Alabama. Well, no, Drew. <laughs> uh, I think that's a win, um, even if it is in uh, Walmart Arena. But uh, <laughs> Easy, Easy. Florida – I think Florida's difficult. Florida got a pretty good recruiting class. Uh, yeah. They got Kerry Blackshear Jr. as a transfer this year. Trey Mann's a good little guard. He's he gets stuff done. I I think Florida may actually be a loss. Like, but then again, like Florida should have been a loss last year. No offense, everyone at Auburn, but Florida just was not playing hard for Mike White. So that could be a a win, especially if we kind of get a little runway going in SEC play. I think Florida could be a win. And South Carolina, they're also weird. They can be like three and forty-five and still pull out weird wins. So Frank Martin is a genius. He's a genius, but he's also why go to South Carolina? Um, (laughs) uh, That's like a devil went down to Georgia thing, and he did get his soul stolen. So I don't know. I I think that's going to be actually one of our harder stretches, not because of Alabama, but because of Florida and South Carolina. Yeah. So I could see us coming out one and two out of that, to be honest. And I know Peter is cringing somewhere when he listens to that. (laughs) Uh, Jason, what about you, buddy? Okay. First of all, uh, I'm definitely with Drew uh, at Alabama. It doesn't matter if it's at Alabama. Their program's still terrible. New new coach isn't going to change that. So that's, that's a W right there. And at Florida, now that's the one that's getting me right there because it's yeah. at Florida. And the way Florida played during the SEC tournament and then the, the run they made, you know, in the tourney a little bit there, they really came on. I don't, I'm not sure on all who all they lost from last year coming into this year, but I will say they showed a lot of promise the way they finished the season last year. And the way they finished would make me concerned about going there to play them. South Carolina. I know they have that that awesome little luck every now and then, uh, as Drew mentioned. But uh, look, that's not happening. That that's not going to happen. No upset there. Uh, Auburn goes two and one in that stretch. I'd be very comfortable with the two and one here, uh, whether it's um, taking a fluke loss to South Carolina or more likely uh, taking a loss to Florida on the road, because uh, with this talented recruiting class, and you just don't know exactly how quickly they're going to come together. And this is going to be five games in the SEC play and not even counting their non-conference schedule too. So they will have had plenty of time to gel. The next group of games, January 28th, February 1st, and February 4th. That will be at Ole Miss, Kentucky at home, and at Arkansas. You know, Drew, you said a second ago that you thought the last set of games was going to be a little bit tougher. I mean, you've got Kentucky in here, you're going to Arkansas, and, you know, I'm not sold on Ole Miss coming back uh this year but uh i think this is a pretty tough stretch would you be more intimidated about this one or the or the one before that the one before that what's your deal with arkansas i'd love to hear that i just there's something about they just have like i don't know for me there's a lot of like intangible stuff in college basketball that's why i 
I get weird when we play South Carolina, you know, the Anthony Macklemore injury. Arkansas is the same same way. I just feel like we have bad luck with them. And I think it stems from the 1999, I believe, uh, SEC championship game where we lost to them in the championship game. I was there in the Georgia Dome. It was awful. I was so sad as a little 12-year-old, but it was still a great game. Um, so I guess that's where it comes from. There's really no solid reason for it. Let's put it this way, Kyle. The heralding recruiting achievement for the Arkansas Razorbacks this year was a kid named Connor Vanover, who Penny Hardaway at Memphis told to go away because he was that bad. <laughs> he went to Cal. Cal told him to go away, and he ended up in Arkansas. That was their that's their gem, like of this class. And they got a lot of transfers in. They they actually got one from Connor State College, not too far down the road from me. It, they did not get a good class in. They got Reggie Chaney. I, I think Arkansas is a win. I think Ole Miss is a win. And I think because we're playing Kentucky at home, I think that's a win as well. That's a pretty bold statement there. I mean, yes, it is at home. Uh, so I think we stand a really solid chance of, of beating Kentucky there, but it's still Kentucky. But, uh, you know, I, I'll take those odds. I, I really like that. Jason, what about you? What you feel about these three games? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stretch it into four if you're okay with that. Okay. Uh, uh, because I'm looking at the the fourth game there after the we got that's a really tough stretch right here. We have we're at we're at Ole Miss and Ole Miss is inconsistent, but it just depends on which Ole Miss team you get. Right. You know, at, at moments last year they looked like a really good SEC team, and then other moments they looked like a bottom of the pack kind of team. So it really just depends on which Ole Miss team shows up. But we're going into their gym. But I feel like we'll pull that one out, but I think it'll be a close one. Uh, Kentucky, this is in this part of the stretch right here of these four games, I really feel like where we're going to find out where Auburn really stands, like what kind of team we really have here. Because these teams right here, when you're talking about at Ole Miss, Kentucky at home, at Arkansas, then LSU at home. And, you know, I really foresee LSU if, you know, now that they've probably it looks like they've put all their trouble behind them and are moving forward, you know, I hadn't heard a lot of people talking about LSU, but I really see them being a, you know, top three, top four team in the SEC this year. Have uh, they really put their trouble behind them though, Jason? I mean, it I, is I LSU. I, yeah, that that is true. That is true. We are we are we are talking about uh, you know, those people down there, you know, below sea level, their heads are all messed up, you know, they <laughs> You know, I, I don't nice. know what to say about nice. cages, man. Those cages, they're just a whole other breed of people. But, well, that's a topic for another day. But, anyway, that's coming from somebody who's been in Tuscaloosa a lot. I mean, come on. What that's more right. proof do you? Walmart <laughs> Arena, don't you? Hey. Now, look, I got I to gotta correct Drew. Walmart Arena is not Alabama. That's that's Arkansas. Let's get it straight. You oh, know, okay. You know, that's, let's, get the, let's get the sponsorships correct here. Thank you for clarifying there, Kyle. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, now we got Kentucky at home. I, I really think that's a tough one. I, I really, it really depends on Kentucky's size. I really do because last year in Auburn, Kentucky's uh, size is what got them the win, and the fact that uh, uh, Harrow or Hero, whatever his name is, he had a lights out game and uh, really played uh, when it counted. He really stepped up to the plate in the in the moments when Auburn would make a run. And he always made a play, but I don't know what they have coming back in from last year. But if they had that last year, the size gave us fits. We could not get a rebound to save our life. Horace uh, Spencer, McLemore, they had their hands full and they couldn't do anything about uh, those big boys on Kentucky. So I really think 
uh, the rebounding is going to be a key again in that game. And at Arkansas, I believe we win. LSU, I believe we win. We come out 3-1. and one. We prove to everyone that we're the real deal and we're coming again this year. I think what's the encouraging thing here is I think we're all seeing that Auburn will go on a pretty decent win stretches, but you know they they have the potential to beat the Floridas, uh, the Kentuckys, the LSU's, and it it wouldn't be unheard of though uh, for us to take a loss here and there uh, in in this schedule because even if the SEC is down, they will still be have some strong areas as well. And I mean, there's always Kentucky to contend with. Well, let me let me put it this way. Since we're talking about the Kentucky size thing, this is why I say Kentucky's down this year because being from there, seeing Kentucky teams that Cal's coached over the years, uh, the teams that have really bottomed out for him there at Kentucky have come whenever he's had to focus really on guard play rather than solid post players uh, and spread the floor out a little bit with all that length and size. And they're only returning EJ Montgomery down in the post. And then they have another freshman coming in, uh, not, not even a freshman. He's a grad transfer. Uh, Nate Sinsta. He's he's going to be in there. the The rest that he recruited uh, are just your general six three to six four guards. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of length and height this year as he normally does. That's why I say Kentucky's going to struggle a little bit more because he's got some good players, but whenever he has to rely on his shooting, uh, Cal's teams tend to struggle a lot more. Yeah, I do think LSU uh, could be tricky. Uh, again, I'm not sold completely that they're out of the the hot water in terms of violations stuff. Drew t- t- tends to think that they are, and, and you're you're actually a little concerned about LSU, aren't you, Drew? Yeah, I am. And like I was telling you, I, the biggest concern for me, and I think that they're clear out of the water because just being out of Memphis and watching Trent and Watford's recruitment, he was torn between Memphis and LSU. And as soon as Will Wade started to come back to the program. We started to see stuff come out. He, his crystal ball immediately flipped from Memphis to LSU. Uh, but he's a he's a tall, long, just good ball handler. I think LSU is just a difficult game. Will Wade's a good coach. And I honestly think that's an L on the schedule, even if it is at Auburn. Wow. Okay. So th- you're pretty sure about that one. I, I'm not pretty sure. Like I said, there's a lot of unknowns with basketball, and it's so up and down and who's hot and who's not at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think just looking at it on paper, if that's what we're judging on, I, I do think LSU has the ability to beat Auburn. Yeah, it, it's definitely there. They definitely have the talent to do so. All right, so um, Alabama's next. We, you know. We already know we, what that is. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that one. Um, <laughs> anybody concerned about at Missouri, is there much concern from any either two of y'all? Open it up to whoever. Not a concern for me. <laughs> we got this kid Evan Yerkes from Tinley Park, Illinois. Like, tell me he's gonna really breathe fear into you. Reed Nico from Maple Grove, Minnesota. I'm gonna laugh when one of these guys is up for the Naismith Award. And that's in- great. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful then like this is just a kid from minnesota and tinley park indiana are their starters that's what i'm saying these are just not great players let me let me reel this back in here real quick <laughs> this is gonna take this is a tough one to pull back in we'll move on to the next group of games here uh, i'll do another three for you february 19th uh february 22nd and february 25th at georgia tennessee and ole miss so based off what i've heard from you guys in the middle of the uh, this discussion here is that we're not overly concerned with Tennessee with still a little bit of respect 
Georgia at Georgia may be interesting. Ole Miss not too concerned with. So, Jason, are you feeling confident with the stretch of games, or do you see a, a place where Auburn can falter? You know, this little stretch right here is kind of iffy. It really just depends on how well engaged the team is at this point of the season. If they kind of get a little relaxed as you can at some point, you know, especially if they're doing well, especially if they come off a high, if they do well in that four-game stretch where they have Ole Miss, uh, Kentucky, Arkansas, LSU, and they're riding on a pretty good high, this is a place where they could be caught very easily, kind of uh, getting too relaxed, too complacent, and could get snake bit right here. They they really could um, definitely – at Georgia, anytime you're away, if you don't have, if you're not on your A game, uh, you know you, you can always be caught by just about anybody uh, when you're playing on the road. Uh, Tennessee, like you said about Coach Barnes, it, it, you always have to respect him, no matter what kind of, no matter how much talent he lost last year with Grant Williams, the Admiral, uh, and 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 Bone uh, leaving, you, you still have to respect them because of who their coach is. And so I, I'm very iffy about this little stretch right here. Um, I, I believe for sure we get Ole Miss at home, but it's the other two uh, with Tennessee. I think we pull Tennessee out because we're at home. Yeah. But I, I think uh, this stretch right here, somebody's going to get us either Tennessee or Georgia, and I'm not sure which one it's going to be. But I feel like we'll probably get Tennessee, but I believe one of these is going to get us, though, Tennessee or Georgia. I feel like Ole Miss is in the bag. But I believe one of the two is going to get us. I'm going to say we're going to go two and one in that stretch right there. My fear is that they're going to be looking ahead to the end of that season there, which is going to be some pretty decent games, I think, and some pretty tough games. Uh, Jury, what about you? Any different thoughts? I I don't think Georgia's as big as a worry. I still I think it's going to be Anthony Edwards and his band of Merry Men. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's going to be as big of a challenge. I mean, there may be someone that steps up, and I, I think Tom Crane's a good coach. He may put it all together. Um, still, a lot of shadiness. Tennessee. <laughs> I, I don't think Tennessee is going to be as good as they were last year, but they are going to be good. They they pulled in Josiah Jordan James. First off, three first names. Never trust a person with three first names. Uh, <laughs> he was a five star though. He was a number four combo guard in the nation. I I think he's going to be good. He's long. He is, he's a baller. Like he can get up and down the court. He can play defense. I, I think that's going to be definitely a worry just to see how he develops. See if he develops really well. They got to transfer him from the University of Oregon and Victor Bailey Jr., another good guard. See here was back to my Missouri comment. Tennessee, on the other hand, has brought in a seven foot Serb who is going to probably kick some people in the mouth. What is and, it about that country that they just produce amazing Bob talent? Huggins. Went there and found every random Croatian and Serb and person out of Eastern Europe, and now everyone goes and does it. And so he he recruited the seven footer who transferred from Arizona State, and then they have a combo guard out of France. They also have a guy out of Helsinki. So they are the international team. I'll give them that. So I I think Tennessee, uh, believe it or not, I think Tennessee's a loss right there. I'm not as worried about Ole Miss still. Okay. Uh, but Ole Miss is weird too. Ole Miss does a little freaky thing here or there and pulls out a game. But I, I think that that's probably two and one for me. I, I will say if there's a two stretch game uh, there that really concerns me throughout the schedule, it is at Georgia and then Tennessee. Because if you're coming off a surprise loss at Georgia, 
then you could see them being a little bit down for Tennessee at home and, and taking them lightly, especially if Tennessee has struggled uh, more than we expected them to throughout the season. And I could see them coming fired up after getting beat in the regular season by Auburn, getting beat in the tournament. Uh, I, I think that could be a potential trap situation there for the Tigers. The final stretch of games for SEC conference play will be February 29th, March 4th, and March 7th. And here is how you end SEC play. At Kentucky, final home game against Texas A&M and at Tennessee. Now, again, we've been saying it throughout the entire night. Tennessee shouldn't be as good, but still talented. But wow, I don't think there's a tougher way for any team to end the season than with a two road games against Kentucky and Tennessee, and then you get Texas A&M at home. I'm very concerned for the shape that this team will be in if they've had, for having some injuries, maybe had a few struggles, and then they've got to finish the season out strong. If we're in a situation where we've got to finish off the resume, so to speak, this is not what you want to have happen here. Uh, so, Jason, um, <laughs> help me feel better about at Kentucky, Texas A&M, and at Tennessee. Buddy, I wish I could screw <laughs> you up about this, but this is not the way you want to end the season. <laughs> um, this is probably, oh man, this is, I'm going to tell you right now, Texas A&M, I'm not even worried about them. It's the other two that worry me. Um, A&M showed that they lacked uh, discipline last year. That coach had all the talent in the world and he couldn't make it work. So I don't expect anything different at A&M this year. An uh, undisciplined team, Auburn's going to beat them at home, no problem. But Kentucky on the road and uh, Coach Barnes on the road in Tennessee, oh, man. I, you know. Mm. You're not helping. Come on. We You're supposed to be cheering be, me up. We better be on a roll. We better be focused. If Bruce Pearl has got that pump primed, by the time we get to the end of the season, he's got that team in full swing and, and firing on all cylinders. We can come out two and one. We're not going three and zero oh in this stretch. You are out your mind. I guarantee you, we're not going three and zero, oh, but uh, in this stretch. But there is a possibility to go two and one if these boys are firing on all cylinders. They're playing that same team ball they played last year. They can do this, no questions asked. It just depends on how things have went up to this point, and you know, really how well uh, how. How much do they want it? Do they still want it as bad as they did last year? Because last year that was a team that showed desire, ambition, intensity. I mean, they were they had it all. The chemistry was there, everything. They're going to have to be firing on all cylinders to come out with a winning record in this streak. I, I think you're out your mind if you think you're, they're getting two wins out of this. I'm not saying it's, uh, they're capable no, I'm of gonna it. I'm going to honestly say one and two. Okay, see, I I feel I feel more comfortable with saying that this is a one and two stretch. This is the only stretch I think Auburn has a high likelihood of coming out with more losses than wins. Again, not saying they have they don't have the ability to even go three and zero oh here, but man, that is just tough. Got to go to Kentucky and to Tennessee, and 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 squeeze in the middle of Texas A and M there. And and if for some reason they're just world beaters this year, good lord, I mean that's that's just terrible, Drew. Help me feel better about this because Jason didn't help me. Uh, one and two. <laughs> and if the guards are banged up because we don't have a lot of guard depth, I think 0 and 3. Uh, this is a young team. This young is team. going to be a season where I, I think our peak, peak, everyone chill out, uh, would be like a, a four seed. 
And I think bottom of the barrel would be actually missing the NCAA tournament. But I don't. I think this is a tournament team. I think you got a lot of young players. I think you got a lot of players that are going to be experiencing SEC play for the first time. And SEC players are big and hurt you. And I think we're going to take some knocks. We're going to take some injuries throughout the season. I, I think one and two is what we come out of this because I'm a realist. I know people hate that. I want Auburn to win, so I'm not going to be sad if Auburn loses. I'm not one of those Auburn fans. Uh, or I'm not going to be happy if Auburn loses. I'm not one of those fans. But I think one and two, and if we take an injuries, I think 0 oh and three, I think we can easily lose to that Texas A&M team, even if they are undisciplined with uh, a heap of injuries going into that game. So we've talked through all 18 games here. Uh, I know we've kind of just roughly given you an idea of wins and losses through different stretches here, but 18 games for SEC and then the SEC tournament coming back to Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, March 11th through the 15th. Uh, I want to go to both of you now, and I want you to give me an SEC record Auburn finishes with by the end of the season and how far they go in the SEC tournament. So we'll start with Drew. You tell me Um, record. I'm sitting here trying to count games. I ain't that quick. You're the, you're the pro here. Come on. You're supposed to be ready. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to be ready, but I, I'm bad at math. No one ever said I was great at math. Like, I, I think, I mean, let me look at this. Mississippi State, I think, win. Vandy win. So that's 2-0. Georgia win, 3-0. Bama, 4-0. I think Florida's a loss, so 4-1. South Carolina's a win, 5-1. Ole Miss a win, 6-1. Kentucky at home, 7-1. Arkansas win eight and one. LSU loss uh, as an eight and two. Uh, Alabama nine and two. Missouri ten and two. Georgia again eleven and two. Tennessee at home twelve and two. Ole Miss thirteen and two. Kentucky loss at thirteen and three. A and M fourteen and four. Uh, fourteen and three. And then Tennessee fourteen and four. So I think going in fourteen and four would be the peak and then i think probably like 10 and 8 is the valley of that oh that i could take be very i wouldn't say satisfied but i could be uh, okay if they go 10 and 8 as a valley so that that makes me you've redeemed yourself and making me feel better about that last three game stretch because you know i think there's definitely some areas where auburn could uh falter a little bit in the schedule so 10 and 8 as a valley that's that's a far cry from where we've been in the past. Uh, SEC tournament, though, where does Auburn end up in that for you? Uh, I mean, now, now i got to think about who else we'd be playing. I think no further than the semis, it, okay. honestly. I think semis, semis and out would, yeah. be, would be peak for Auburn. I think that's fair. I mean, do you? how about this? I think this is probably easier to say. Do you think, based on what we've talked about, that Auburn gets the double bye? Hmm. I would err on the side of no. Yeah. I would like I would like to see it, but I'd err on the side of no. Okay. Well, all right. Let's come over to our guest. Your record, sir, 18 games. So I know it's hard for Alabama fans to do math. So just, you know, if you need a little extra time, we can uh we can we can give you a little bit and you know, carry the one and all that, Jason. But uh give me your record and then your SEC tournament expectations. Well, before you made them comments, I was gonna give a good good record, but uh <laughs> you had to crack all those Bama jokes on me. Hey, you know, you said you're an, S- you're an Auburn basketball fan now, so I'm just joking on the other side. <laughs> all right, so um, I'm going to say, you know, I think what Drew said, 10 and 8. Is that right? That's, that, my, that, that's yeah, my valley. Valley, yeah. That's your valley. What was your peak? My my peak was 14 and 4. 14 and 4. 
14-4. Okay. I, I really feel like 13-5 and five is the uh, – I, I really feel like we're going to get hit hard down the stretch there. Uh, and I believe most of our wins are going to come I, – I believe we're going to do good all the way up till we get to that last little bit of stretch right there towards the end. I think the, the hard schedule down the stretch – Auburn goes 13-5, and five, which is still phenomenal considering the young team that they have. Uh, and I believe in comp or when it comes turning time, I believe they will um, – I don't think they'll get the double bye either. I agree with Drew. Um, I just don't see Auburn quite I, – I think Auburn will finish – yeah, I'm with Drew. Semifinals is I, – I think that's the best I see them going. Uh, but who can ever tell with a – Bruce Pearl team, nobody yeah. ever thought they were going to be there last year, you know. So, um, I think Bruce Pearl is one of the finest coaches in the in the country. And if anybody can push a, a underdog past its limits, I believe it's him uh, because I've never seen anybody be able to uh, pull together a team like he can and that group and his staff. He really, They really know how to get a team to jail. And if they can do – if they can recreate the chemistry they had last year with that group, uh, one thing about college is that if you can build chemistry and have teamwork, uh, you can go really far, uh, even without having the most talented group. So I, I'm not going to limit them uh, too much, but I do think I do at least see them making it to the semis, and I really feel like they might make at least a Sweet 16 run in the NCAA tourney. Oh, you're going a little step further there. Yeah, let's reel it back in over here. You know, we're we're not talking about that postseason just yet. But I do like I like your optimism overall, though. Um, and thirteen and five, I think I sit more with you. But I do like your point about Bruce Pearl's ability to take uh, supposedly lesser talent. And I think one of the most telling things is we put a graphic up during the uh, the tournament run last year, comparing Auburn's quote-unquote stars, the two, three, four-star, however the rating systems do it now on those different services, compared to Kansas's, and you saw nothing but like – you saw like a two, a couple threes, and a four, and you saw all fives on Kansas. said this is the difference between talent and coaching or a combination of the two when you find true talent and combine it with great coaching, and that's what you saw with Coach Bruce Pearl there. So I think what you guys have given us here is a pretty good perspective of uh, obviously, some quick thoughts about non-conference, the SEC schedule, and I think we've got a pretty level-headed uh, approach to where this season is going to be going thus forward. So we'll come back again, uh, myself and uh, and whoever else on the show, uh, to talk about some season preview stuff going forward. And uh, once we get to that point, we'll kind of look at some roster information, whether news has come out. And so that's be the next episode we'll probably have out for you guys on Inside the Jungle. In the meantime, let me say thank you to Mr. Drew Hooper for joining me once again. You've once again shown in how great a basketball knowledge you are, and you're, of course, always entertaining to uh, have alongside. So thank you for joining, Drew. Of course. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Thank you for not killing Jason and and hating me forever for bringing him on here. So, Jason, thank you uh, for being willing to take a little bit of abuse here, but also thank you uh, for being willing to at least convert basketball-wise. It's been fun to have you here. Uh, I appreciate it, Kyle. It was an honor. And Drew, honestly, man, you know, uh, even though, uh, you know, you might hold that other part of me against me, you know, it, I, I really enjoyed having two country guys on this show together. I, I felt like it was really good tonight. So uh, it was a pleasure doing the show with you as well, Drew. 
It was awesome doing the show with you. Really proud that you didn't take the the Bama route of claiming national titles randomly on the show. So really appreciate that. He got one more in. Oh, that's so good. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, Drew, I know you've got some social media. So why don't you share where people can find you if they want to talk basketball? Uh, you can find me on Drew underscore hoop zero two. I am surly. I have a gloomy demeanor outlook on life and basketball and all that. So you can find me during games there on Twitter. And uh, Jason, I would ask you for your social media context, but I'm pretty sure you just have Facebook, so uh, we won't we won't send people there. But, buddy, it's been great to have you here. Hopefully, we'll get another chance to talk some basketball with you in the future, and hopefully, we will he- see you next time, the listener, on another edition of Inside the Jungle. Thank you for tuning in, and War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. You got it. You heard it from a Bama fan. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?